I'm delighted to be joined by Craig McHale-Smith. Uh, Craig, first and foremost, are you uh, staying safe in these ridiculous times we live in at the moment? Yeah, yeah, definitely trying to. It's just getting out and doing some kind of walks and just like during the day, just I think go a little bit stir crazy. Um, got two young kids, so there's only so much time they want to spend in the house and destroy it. So it's nice just to get out in nature and just obviously self-distance from everyone, just make sure we're, we're abiding by the rules and stuff. But yeah, so it's hard. I think it's hard for everyone. We're obviously all counting like down the days, which is uh, not knowing the date is difficult, but every day is another day closer to, to getting back to normality. Yeah, before we talk about your time at Peterborough, I guess for you particularly, I mean, you love football and, you know, when you were injured, you, you talked about how much you missed it. Are you missing it just as much now? Yeah, it's nice being home with a family, don't get me wrong, and I enjoy spending time with the kids and doing all those different kinds of things. But obviously, football, I love, I love to play football. And it's kind of like, because it's been cut short, obviously, we would have had a, an, the end of season coming up soon anyway. But I think kind of to cut it premature with the 10 games still to go, you kind of feel like you've missed something. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back. Um, not looking forward to having to do a mini pre-season to get fit again, but... Uh, those are the little things that you you, you got to put up with. Um, let's talk about your your time at Peterborough. Um, before you actually joined, I, there were quite a number of clubs that were in for your services. Did that affect you at all when you were playing at Dagenham, or did you just sort of leave that in the background and see what see what happened? Um, I just left it in the background. To be honest, I was I was enjoying my, myself so much at at Dagenham. We had, we had a fantastic dressing room, and it, it never really crossed my mind too much about moving. Like I, I was having so much fun. Uh, we connected so well uh, as players and people. We were we were doing we were I think come Christmas we were top of the league. So there was like a good chance of us getting promoted in into to League Two. So there never was uh, it never really crossed my mind. And, and obviously until the options came available, and um, then obviously to look at it a bit more seriously. Yeah, how hard was that decision? Because I know everyone talks about the fact that you're a little bit delayed in terms of you eventually completing the transfer. But I guess for someone that um, was playing so well, playing at a team that was doing well, it was probably the biggest choice you've, you've, you've had to make as a, as, a, as a person at that time of your career. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was difficult. Um, I'd say I was, I, we had such a great dressing room and um, I, was, I, I was just enjoying football. I was enjoying, enjoying scoring goals. I was, I, was, I was playing, I was improving. Um, to say that we we got on so fantastically well as as people and it was just it was it was it was hard to leave because I, I I don't know whether I wanted to just because I'd found somewhere that I was I was really really comfortable with. Mm. What um what happened in those um sort of not negotiations but persuasion I guess when when obviously Dara and 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 Darren at the time what were they what were they what were they saying to you to, to persuade you to get over the line. Um, I think obviously they were they were telling me about the players that they were bringing in at the time. They're bringing some some fantastic players, and I've I've been, been watching Peterborough anyway because of of Aaron because he 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 was we'd played against each other like Dayton and Grays, um, and it was kind of like watching him how well he was doing, um, and obviously the, the the kind of the players that they were like, accumulating together. It kind of started to to show me that the club was. Was really looking to go somewhere. They wanted to put a young, a young team together, um, and kind of do something different. Um, obviously, they explained <coughs> the, uh, where they were going and how I could fit into that plan, how they could help me improve. Um, and obviously, my 
kind of dream was to, to play in the Premier League. So kind of like the next logical step would be to to go into the league um, and, and try and do something with this this group of players. Did you look at um, Aaron before you joined and thought we could work well together, or was it a case of it just naturally evolved as time as time progressed? I think it just naturally evolved. I think it was there was never. Uh, I didn't obviously say I was watching him and seeing him scoring goals, and there was never a thought of kind of like um, how well are we going to do together. Um, there never really was a thought of that. It just that I, I came in. Um, I think I came in and he got injured, um, so we didn't play with each other for kind of the, the first. The, I think it was like a half a season or thirteen games. I think I came. We never. I don't think we played with each other. Um, so like pre-season. Um, and obviously through that little part of the season, we got to, to know each other well and we hit it off straight away. Um, and then I think, I, I can't remember whether there was a comment that was said we couldn't play together. Um, and I think both us, the type of people where someone says something that we can't do, we, we want to do it. <clears throat> and, and as I said, lucky enough, we got on so well that I think that kind of helped us forge such a great partnership because we, we wanted each other to do well. It was never, it was about scoring goals. But it was never about like I want to. I'm going to score more than him, and if I'm in a good position, I'm not going to pass him because I want to score. It was all about like I, I want him to do do well, just as well as I I'm doing. So like let's let's help each help each other do that. It was weird because obviously most most people that sign for a new club, it might take them a little while to win over the fans. But because both of your styles were wholehearted, hundred percent, never giving up, you kind of won them over so quickly. Was that was that easier for you to to help settle in? Um, I think that was that was kind of like it's a, a bonus. I knew like I, I just came to play football. It wasn't there wasn't anything about pro- like proving anything to anyone or kind of um, getting the, the, the appreciation, which was amazing that we got. Um, it was just coming in to play football. I wanted to play football. I, like it, it, it was just that was the aim to play football, enjoy it, like, do as well as I can in League Two. Hopefully, improve and impress and, and go further with the team or kind of individually. Um, but as you said, like, I think the way me and Aaron played, like, uh, like we we give everything we've got, we we do the best we can, and I think that probably that probably helped us because people knew that we were we were going to do do our best on the picture for for the team, and also uh, lucky enough we kind of had a knack of scoring goals. Was there a big gap for you between non-league and, and League Two at the time? Did you did you feel any difference at all? No, I, I never really really thought of it of like stepping up it was just a case again it was just a case of going to play football I was just so excited to to go and play at the next level I never really like looked at the, the kind of like taking that step like oh is it going to be harder is it, the defender's going to be better like, it was just a case of like just go play my football um, and see and see how it goes see see how much I enjoy it I think as as the seasons went on I think then I, I concentrated more and more on like how to improve it at those levels because I wanted to get to the next level. Mm. You're speaking to the, a lot of people that are involved in the, in the League 2 to League 1 promotion. Everyone talks about how, how young the group was and how you socialised together and how the experienced players, Keatsy, obviously Westy, um, Micah Hyde, how much of a role they played. For someone who was a, a striker, did you need those people behind you to, to keep giving you encouragement or were you someone that just took it on yourself? Um. I think it was a bit of both. I think because I was just so like naive, and and it was just a case of just like run, run, run. Like if I take a shot, if it goes in, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like I never again. I, I think I never really thought 
of the game in terms of that too much like in the early stages I think because I was just as I said I was so young so naive just so excited to play football I just did what I did and then like obviously the consequences would come if someone would moan at me and stuff like that but as you said to have the experience that we had because obviously you say Michael Hyde, Keatsy, Westy, uh, I think Josh Lowe at, at some stage so we had some very very good older players which I think kind of balanced the team out. I think the, the team was very young, hadn't really achieved much um, between us, hadn't really got many league games between us. Um, so I think sometimes you need an older head to kind of just steady the ship when times get a little bit rough, uh, say give, give football advice, but kind of also give uh, life advice because I think that hits you. Um, a lot of us moved away from home um, and so we didn't, that was all new to us. Um, so I think the older the older boys played a, a huge role in, in in the success that we had. Yeah, in those early days in League Two, you said moving away and obviously going into the football league. Did you did you find it tough at any stage during that League Two campaign, either in in games or out, out of games at home? No, I've, I've, I think I've, I've thrived on it because it was like it, it was just a, like a um, an adventure. It was like I was, I was moving out of home. Um, for for a bit, I was travelling up and down with Shane Blackett, and then I, I moved in with Danny Blanchett, um, and it was just it was just an adventure. I was, I was we were like doing what young lads would do at that age, and just just like seeing each other. We all lived relatively close to each other, um, and I think that probably helped us all kind of living close, um, all being in very very similar situations. I think that just brought us so so close with with train. We'd go around each other's house. We'd watch like DVDs, or we'd go to the cinema, and then we'd cook. Like someone would cook, which was like ten people, and then someone we'd all have a competition, of, and then someone would end up having to do all the washing up. Someone had to do all the drying. So it was no, it was it was. It, I really like, thrived off of that. Mm. You're speaking to Charlie about the cooking. He said that when it came round to him, he just ordered his takeaway. Well, who was the who was the uh, club chef at the time? Uh, I don't think there was a chef. I think there was. I think maybe there was a chicken stir fry may have been thrown out there. Uh, I think uh, Danny Blanchett's signature was uh, it was a big Yorkshire pudding with mashed potato and sausages and gravy. Sounds like my uh, I think I went. With, I think I was more of a salmon guy. Um, and then yeah, I can't remember. Char- Charlie is yeah. Takeaway sums up Charlie to be honest. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. Everyone. I think you enjoyed the cooking. It was like the washing up and the drying up and stuff like that. That was. <laughs> no one wanted to do that. Um, in the early days, obviously, um, a lot of fans would would see you go through on goal and, and not be be uh, comfortable that you would score. Was yeah. that due to the fact that obviously you had so many chances again because you made a lot of those chances yourself through pace and and closing down? Did that affect you at all, or did you just think like as long as I'm getting in the right positions, I, I don't care whether you know I miss one here, score one there, whatever it may be. Um. I don't think he did too much. I knew, obviously, I, I could hear the grumblings of the crowd and people would always tell me about it. And, and, um, I, and I knew that one-on-ones were never my forte at that time just because I think I, I was always a very instinctive player and I just played off of kind of reactions. And I think more often than not, my goals in and around then were a lot of kind of reaction chances and uh, snapshots and all those different different finishes. So one-on-ones were, were a bit... Uh, harder for me because 
then like my my brain it would kick in and uh, my my brain runs a million miles an hour and uh, I have so many different things thinking in my head instead of being cool, calm, and collected and I'm picking my spot and then finishing. It'd just be a case of like rush it as quick as possible. And again, yeah, I think at that time I was just a case of like oh, I've missed right because I, I, I believe I'm going to get another another chance. So I'll, I'll just do my best to try and score that one and, and hopefully that will go in and if not I'll move to the next one so it was I never really kind of worried about it too much. The other thing that people always I remember in the first season were like oh, he's always offside but I guess when you're a player that has pace the the closer you get to the edge the more likely you are to be able to be given that opportunity to go through on goal is that how you how you, how you found it when you were timing your runs you wanted to be as close to offside without being offside as possible? Yeah, I think so. I think, I, I, as you say, I tried to play right on the edge. I tried to, to kind of be ready to go. And, and obviously, sometimes that you're going to get caught offside. That it might mean it might mean you were offside or you weren't offside. You, obviously, you're pushing that that um, that boundary. Um, and then I think as I got older, I learned maybe to just, just, just take a, like a half a yard back and and, cha- and change the movement instead of kind of I was always on the shoulder just to run straight. It was kind of then trying to move, make, change my run a little bit. So maybe because I, I was very quick, it was a case of I didn't need to go so early. Um, but again, being young and raw and um, kind of now coming into the game where it, maybe I had to change my game, it was, it was things I was, I was looking at and things I was, I was definitely trying to work on. Mm. That League Two promotion, um, obviously at Hereford, um, Dean Keats, the smallest man on the pitch, scoring the, the diving header. What can you remember about the game and what can you also remember about the dressing room after I remember getting soaked by champagne I, I remember that um you, you all seem to be in it together I know it sounds a cliche when you when you get promoted you are all in it together but it really looked like you were so happy for everybody else yeah individuals is that how, how it felt yeah definitely like for to get promoted like was was an amazing achievement obviously we, we were all brought together to do that um but being brought together to doing it and doing it are, are, are two different things. So it was, it was an amazing achievement. I, I, I do remember the game. I think it was we did finish one 0 was it in the end? And yeah. uh, Keatsy's like flying diving header in the top corner. Um, and I, th- I don't think the game was was a great game. I think it was like, it was a, a wet day, and then there wasn't many chances. I don't, I don't think. But like with this, the picture that you see all the time of us uh, at the game. We're all together, all jumping each other, hugging each other. Like, I don't know whether a lot of us actually. Obviously, we wanted to be footballers and we wanted to do well and achieve stuff. But sometimes it's you have to be very lucky to to do that. So for us to have got promoted, kind of in our first season together, it was it was just surreal. We were all we were all like so happy for each other and so so proud of each other because it, it what happened what that happened was doesn't happen very often. Yourself and Aaron obviously had both brilliant campaigns individually in League Two. Going into League One, was uh, were the people sniffing around at that point? Because obviously, anyone who scores goals obviously will attract attention. Did you did you did you know of anybody interested at that point, or were you unperturbed by that because you felt like it was always going to be a short stay in League One anyway? Um, no, no, there was no interest. Not that I know of. Like there might have been in the background, but I was never never told of anything. Um, like in my mind, I think people maybe wanted to have seen how I took the step up in, into into League One. Um, so I think that that probably was in people's minds. Um, again, it was it was excitement. I think we all went into that league um, with excitement, but we all still 
were I think young and, and naive and, and wanted to to go into it not looking at like the, the difficulty of it and the teams that are in that league at the time were, were huge it was just more like it was excitement like we're getting to go to places I think we're leads in the, in the division at the time Leicester Leicester yeah Southampton uh, yeah it's a massive massive team so it was like, like we're going we're to go and play in front of 20-30,000 people it was just like we were all so excited to, to prove that that as a group of players we could go on and and like maybe do something in, in that division yeah that was probably when you look back on it, everyone talks about the Huddersfield promotion and all that but to go up as automatically as we did that that second year when you look back on it again with all the teams that were involved in it was a, a remarkable achievement and, and we weren't that far off actually winning the league from recollection I think um, there was a couple of results towards the end that, that sort of dipped towards us but I mean that must have been like a riding a crest of a wave yeah I think uh, obviously, I don't think we started off too well, though. I think we started off really poorly. Like, I think our first game of the season that season was South End, and I think we went there and we lost. Um, and I think, like me at, at the time, I was like, "Oh, this might be like a little bit more difficult than we actually thought." Um, and then I think we played a few games, and then for me, I think we played like Leighton Orient at home, might have been, and mm-hmm. we I think we beat them three 0 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was like that for me was a bit of a turning point. And then I think we just we just started winning games, and again it was we, we were so close together, and it was like we wanted to achieve free throw. We wanted to do something that that was was special, like go back to back. Not there's not many teams that have gone from League Two to League One to the Championship. Um, and I think as the season wore on, and, and we ended up kind of I think we beat we beat um, Leeds twice, we beat um, Leicester. I think just the confidence grew and grew, and then and there was there was at one stage it just felt like. We're going in the game and we're going to win. Like it was just a formality. We're going to turn up and we're going to win. Mm. Um, and then obviously we got closer and closer to getting promoted, and the excitement grew. Um, and then obviously to do, I think we did it at Colchester away. I think Chaz scored the winner. Mm. Um, and it was just like he loves to live up for that. Uh, <laughs> and that that goal is goal against Shrewsbury and his goal against I think Leicester, the ones he always talks about. Um, but yeah, that 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 was an amazing moment. It was uh, a little bit heart in the mouth at, at one point when the, the chairman said we're promoted and MK Dons were still playing. Um, but uh, in, in the end, it went our way, which was fantastic. And it, yeah, it was it was great to do it with the the, the, the lads again. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Obviously, in in terms of the the atmosphere afterwards. Obviously, you had the open top bus shortly afterwards, and everybody was sort of on a high. I guess it's kind of like um, I suppose it's when you uh, when you come into an end of a school term and you're all with your mates, and then you have got the summer holidays and you don't see them again for a while. Did you did you stay sort of in in in, in relative touch with them during the summer after the promotion and everything? Because it would have been easy just to obviously go on your holidays and sort of forget about what you've achieved. Did you did you have like a I don't know an end party as it as it as it went on throughout the summer. I think so. I can't I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know I know most of us kind of like did stuff together. Um, we spent we spent so much time together. I think the first season, I, I think we might have gone to like Cancun as a whole squad. Mm. Um, I know at one stage we went um, all to Las Vegas. Uh, there was like thirty of us went to Las Vegas, so like we were so we were together. That's I think that's what why we were so successful is that like, we were together, we we worked together, and we played together. Um, and like, I know obviously 
after that season, I can't re- remember exactly, but I know we probably would have would have done something something together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I say that I think that's what what drove us, and that's what like made us perform so well and achieve so much is that we were we were in it for each other. We like we we each we all we, we all wanted to succeed at the highest level. We all wanted to go and play at the highest level. Um, but while we were playing for Peterborough, we wanted each one of us to go and play at the highest level together. So that I think that's what. There was always kind of someone would make a sacrifice with someone else during the game, or like someone would maybe have to sit on the bench or sit in the stand. But if they were called upon, they'd come and do a job. So that was that was really really key. Before we talk about the that next championship season, um, penalties. Um, obviously, was was there ever? I mean, yourself and Aaron took them, but Aaron took most of them and, and missed a couple of them. What, what was the what was the pecking order, and how did, did you, how was it decided? Did you do like a penalty comp at training, or did he just say I'm having them? I, just, I think like he was just on them, and it, and it got to a point. I think obviously he missed a few, and then I missed a few, and it was like, right, who, whoever misses, then like you you go off them, and the next person comes on them, and then I think it was us two taking them, and then I think um, I think Boydie took a few, and then when Grant McCain came in, that was it. We were, none of us took them because he never missed, so we were, we were all like banned from them because we had missed, and, and Grant's penalty record was fantastic. And then obviously you had Tomo at one stage as well, and, Tom, and then Tomo's like good at penalties. So kind of me and Aaron just got we got moved to the side really. <laughs> Let's talk about that um, that next championship season. I've spoken to quite a few players, obviously involved in it, and you started that, that campaign with the same sort of belief, albeit that you didn't think you were going to win the league, but you had belief that you were going to compete and do well at that le- level. W- at what point yeah. was it where you suddenly thought, "Hang on a second, we're in a little bit of trouble here"? Was it just results? Because performances weren't bad. Obviously, results weren't coming. Did, did you just get on a bit of a slide, and it was very hard to stop? Yeah, I think obviously the the, the quality, the size of the teams, that the, the budgets they have, it, it plays a big part. And I think we we did we 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 start, I think we started okay, um, and then as you say, that the, the, the results started to slip. Mate, I don't know whether that was kind of confidence or um, maybe the, like the, our focus was um, a little bit different maybe we weren't as confident going into that level um or maybe it was just tougher because you were playing in front of big crowds in front of against like very very good teams week in week out maybe we just weren't didn't adapt quite well um I think there's lots of things you could point it at um but it's it it was tough and I I don't know if there was a turning point in my head of when it it started to to kind of get to a point where we we are struggling It, it it just just did. I think it just got to a certain point where games and results weren't going our way. We were we were sliding, and and there's something has to give at some stage, and and that, and unfortunately that was the manager. Yeah, it obviously happened at Newcastle away after a three-one defeat there. Um, do, do you th- did you think at that point, okay, the manager's going, but we'll be okay. Whoever comes in, we'll get this back on back going again. Or did you feel like it was like a, a breakup of a relationship whereby you, you kind of fighting after him for a while and, and before you know it you're just sort of crumbling a little bit yeah I think we were all like gutted because obviously he he brought us in uh, from from the beginning um he he was a great a great person to have around um he was a, a very very good manager he he'd done some, some fantastic things he, he um helped improve a lot of players careers and and it, it was very very difficult as players um to see him go out the door because we st- we all still felt that we could probably change change it around. Um, but as I said, like when the results start to slip and 
obviously something needs to be seen to be done and the manager is always the first uh, person to get it so um, yeah I did think that I think that that affected quite a few of us because I think we all really appreciated everything that he that, um, him and his staff had, had done for us and obviously all the, the the highs that we had so it was a it was a tough pill to swallow yeah, before we go on to what happened after that, um, Rooster, um, as assistant manager, was obviously spent a lot of time with the strikers. Um, what sort of um, person was he for you? Was he was he someone who built up confidence quite easily, or did, was it just the drills that he did? How how did he operate with the strikers? Um, he was just very he was he was very confident with the boys, and he like he was all like if he missed a chance, he wanted the boys to take another have another chance and another go, and um, he he wasn't. Um, like quite vocal as well, um, and his, his, his sessions were good. He, was, he he put on different sessions, different kind of um, uh, various varieties of what what situations you might come up up in. Um, so he, he did spend a lot of time. We I think we always used to have like one one day where we'd spend just us as forwards doing doing shooting sessions. Um, so we, we we did a lot a lot with him. Um, so he he was very helpful. Um, in kind of the forwards getting goals. Yeah, Mark Cooper came in and obviously immediately, I think Sheffield United away was probably his first game and I remember the fullbacks were basically, no one advanced over the halfway line, that was pretty much it. Did, did you feel a sea change at that point in terms of the style of football? Were you a little bit, as a striker, thinking I'm probably not going to get as many chances as what I've had in the past, albeit at the level we were at? Yeah, I think it, it's, obviously that we played a certain way under Fergie and I think it was, it was, a completely different way under Mark Cooper. So yeah, there was I think there was a, a little bit of um adjusting to do and obviously um he needed to get instant results. So it, it, I think it made it um, more difficult. Um I think we we felt that that pressure as well for, from him and from us that we, we needed to do better. Um so it was a, a bit of a different way of, of playing. Um but as footballers you have to you have to adjust to these things like it's not always going to be rosy. It's not always going to be oh, like the team's going to let you do what you want to do. The formation's always going to be right. You always have to adjust and make make changes. And, and I think we, we tried to, to do that as best we can. Um, but I think there was obviously there was a bit of panic kind of setting in with the results and the slide and, and where, the, where the, the club was going. So obviously his, his kind of tenure didn't really last that long. I always remember Mark as a as a, as a nice guy. Um, yeah. Was 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 that how you would? What was he like in the dressing? Did, could he could he have a did he have a temper? Was he someone who would lose his rag more than more than others you've had, or was he genuinely just a, a nice guy? No, he was he was a really nice guy. He, he was he was really really great to to work under. Like um, he did lose his temper a couple of times, um, but not 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 a lot, not not too much. I think it's it's difficult because. He's obviously come in, um, and he's inherited a squad that obviously all the players are very appreciative of the previous manager. But then also he's got a, a lack of time to change it around. So he's he's always going to be under pressure. He's always going to be fighting to to keep the boys on side, and then to kind of make a a, a big impression um, to, to kind of keep his job and keep the keep the club in the league. So he had a very very difficult task. Um, to, to come in, especially obviously being in the championship, it's it's just it's unforgiving. It's it's an unforgiving uh, level. Like obviously, it's improved so much since we played in it. But as I said, as I said even the, the teams that are in there, the budgets that they had, the the quality of players they had, there was there was no 
game where you could go into it being like half prepared and, and feel like you could you could get something from it. It was you'd have to, every single player had to be on it like every minute of every game. Uh, everyone described described Jim Gannon as someone that was ahead of his time in terms of uh, what he was like as a, as, a, as a manager. Was he was he that, or was he a little bit confusing for players to understand? Because I guess as, from a player perspective, you just want something simple, a simple instruction of how you want to do things. Whereas formations changed, all kinds of different ways of playing changed. Was it was it hard to to sort of not comprehend, but to to try and put in what he was telling you? I think it was a, a a lot to take in. I think it was a lot to again. It was a lot. We've gone from obviously Fergie style of play to then we've gone to Coop style of play. Then we've gone to Jim Gannon style of play. Um, and again, it was a lot more. It, there was a lot of different formations, a, little, a lot of ways he, he wanted to play. Um, so it was it was difficult to to then go to another style of play. Um, uh, but again, he, as you said, he, he maybe was ahead of his time because I, 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 some of his ideas maybe around now have, have come through since he was his manager then. Um, so I think it was it was boys found it a little bit difficult. And again, the, the situation we're in, it was maybe too much to do at that point in time. I think beginning of the season, maybe you can um, kind of. Do, do different things because there's a lot of time left to to kind of change things and claw things back. I think the, the, the point in time where we were, we we needed the results and we needed to have just one way of playing that would um, just kind of find that find those results. So um, yeah, it wasn't ideal at the time, but again, it's like every, every manager has their own their own way they see it um, and they they go with that and and ultimately it succeeds or it doesn't succeed. Yeah, I always remember um, asking Jim Gallon for some programme notes and saying the word count's about 600. And he sent me a, some programme notes of 2,500 words um, and said it needed to go in. I, I, I imagine that meticulous in terms of planning was part of his resume. Is that, was, it, was, it, was it quite a lot of information? Yeah, there was a lot, there was a lot done. We watched, I think it was like AC Milan, Liverpool Champions League final, I think every day. Um, to watch because I think at the time he was talking about the inverted Christmas tree or something and how uh, AC Milan played it and what they did and so I think we watched that every day it must have been every it felt like every day anyway <laughs> um, and then on the training pitch he'd have a stopwatch and we'd, he'd, he'd want to see how fast we could pass the ball from the right back to the left back and back again and so he was very you say he was very meticulous about what he was trying to do and what he was trying to achieve um so and, but as I said I think maybe uh, beginning of the season or pre-season you've got the time to work with those kind of things and um and kind of adjust it as you go along I think the position we were in we just we needed someone just to come in cement say this is the way we're playing this is this is how we're going like, let's, let's go at it Obviously, Gary Johnson came in there. That was a bit of a coup for the club at the time. Obviously, he'd had a lot of success with Bristol City prior. Um, did you feel at that point that, OK, if, he, if he's going to be our manager, then there's every chance that if it's not this, to be this year, then next year we can obviously get promoted straight back in? Yeah, I think um, uh, as, as he came in, I think we were kind of... We felt like we were, we were struggling. I think we felt like it might be a point where we're not going to get out of this. Um, obviously, with his with with him coming in, I think we felt that the club looked like they're going to be building for for next season. As you say, he had a fantastic resume, so it was um, it was a great signing for the club. Um, 
So I think it was just a case for him. I think he was just seeing what the players, what players he had, what what players he kind of wanted to keep, what he needed to bring in to um, probably put the the club um, like take the club back up next se- the next season. Mm. You also brought in Grant McCann, who was almost. Um, I suppose like for like for Dean Keep really in terms of a goal scoring midfielder, bit of experience, bit of a calm head in there. Um, did you when that when he came in? Did you feel that's that's a good signing in terms of um, being able to run that midfield for us? Because we would lacked a little bit in that area in the, in the previous year. Yeah, definitely. He he was uh, like a, a great player. You say he, he he was very very calm on the ball. He he always wanted the ball. Didn't matter where he was on the pitch. Um, his set piece. Delivery was fantastic. Um, he was a leader, uh, and he had a, his left foot was unbelievable. Like, and, and and the more we got to play together, the more I knew as soon as he got it, make a run, and he would find me. Um, so it was a, it was. A, now looking back at it, 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 it was a pivotal signing for for the club. I think. And, and and the results in that early part of that next campaign under Gary, lots of goals scored, lots of goals conceded, almost like the posh way of old. Um, yeah. What was that like as a striker whereby you are scoring lots of goals but you are conceding? Them? Were you disappointed, frustrated, angry or did you just accept it as a way of the club's DNA? Uh, I think it just got to a point where we knew that that was us. Like We were we were score more goals than we conceded and if that happens then happy days we win the game um for me as a striker it, it was amazing because I, I always knew somehow we were gonna we'd get chances in games like so i didn't i wasn't really worried and it was a it was a challenge as well it was a challenge to like we, we kind of knew we're going to concede a few goals maybe today so the challenge for us is to score more goals than we're going to concede so as i said for a forward it, i really enjoyed it because as i said there's there was chances coming and and the, the kind of the pressure was on a little bit, a bit on us to to win the games. Were you surprised when Gary left, or was it sort of coming given the the unpredictability of the results? Yeah, I think I think it was it was it was coming. Um, I think we had a few bad results. I think obviously we had like Charlton at home. I think we got mm. beat quite badly. I think we had uh, Brighton at home. Sorry, we 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 got beaten. Um, and I think there was a few others, and I think it was just leading up to it. Um, uh, and I think obviously, I think Fergie became was available. I think at the time, so there was always, I think, even when he was available, I think there was always talk of him kind of maybe coming back just because of what he achieved previously. Um, so I, I don't know whether that was was unsettling for for the, the management. Um, but yeah, again, it's, the, the problem is it's, it's a results based business, and um, I. Because of the success of getting promoted, uh, the the, the two previous season, um, I think everyone's expectation was us getting relegated from the championship was to get promoted straight away. So there was from instead of us coming out of League Two and no, there's no expectation, there was there was expectation for us to go straight back up. Um, so the pressure was completely different. I think maybe for the management, the, the result there was less chance of not having good results and, and, and in the end that, that, that happened I think we had a, a few results that kind of maybe slipped us out of the, the playoffs or put us in a position where we, we were looking like it was going to be difficult to get promoted and say ultimately the, the, the first person that always loses their job is a manager. When Darren came in had you already made up your mind that you were going to leave at the, at the end of that season? Um, I was getting closer I think like I, 
I'd played in the champ and I'd, I'd enjoyed it and I felt like I'd, I'd wanted to kind of go and do something different. I felt like it was time to kind of move on and, and push to try and kind of get into, like stay in the champ and get and push towards the Premier League. Um, I think there was, there was a, kind of a, quite a few opportunities to join clubs throughout that, uh, that season um, and some clubs that, one of the clubs ultimately got promoted to the Premiership that season. So that was um, kind of hard to take. But when that, when that didn't happen, I, I said I'll stay to the end of the season and I'll, I'll do the best I can and then I'd like to leave um, at the end of the season. Um, so I, I, there was, there, I, I knew I was going to go, but the, my, I, never, I never thought of anything other than getting cooked posh promoted that was that was my my aim like I wanted to leave on a high and I wanted to to help the club get back to back to the champ could anything have changed your mind at that point could, could like a a ridiculous contract offer change your mind or was it more about ambition than than money um I don't know to be honest I don't know whether like if he had maybe said look we're going to give five six seven eight players like a lot bigger contracts like we want to keep everyone together we want everyone to go back in a champ obviously and, and give it another go maybe um but i, I just think i felt like i, I wanted to I, I, just, I, felt like I just wanted to go and explore something else i'd, I'd had a, a fantastic i think it's four and a half years at the club and i just felt like it was and i was 27 i think when i left so i just felt it was just time to to, to move on and, and see what else it was was there to achieve were you, were you sort of counting down to 100 before you got to the playoffs? Were you looking at records and saying, right, I, I've got four games left, I need to score seven goals? Was anything in your mind around that sort of chances missed, thinking, oh, damn it, that could have been the one? I wasn't thinking of the chances missed. It was just like I was just counting down. So I was like, uh, I was getting closer and, and then it was like I needed three for, uh, I think it was the playoff final. Was, was it three or two? Uh, we, 99 was obviously the playoff final wasn't it so you scored in both legs of the semis didn't you yeah so I, I think I, I, was, I wanted to get a hat-trick in the final because I thought then I'd finish on 101 and then that would have been ideal to have, to have gone out and I think I had two chances I, I hit the post in the first half mm-hmm. and I had another chance that was I should have done I should have scored with so like and, and in the first half I was kind of thinking oh, I could have like I could have like scored here um, but then it, for me, I've, I was never a player of just to kind of like worry about it so much. I just let it go and I'd move on to the next one and, this, and then I'd move on to the next one. So it was, there was never a thought of, um, oh, I've missed my chance or like it was just a case of like just score, just just the score and win the game and then whatever else will be. Yeah, the first leg, obviously, 3-2 defeat and, and the, your goal and obviously McCann scored late on thanks to Litz's simulation um yeah the, the second leg obviously because you knew what you had to do did that add more pressure onto it because obviously you, you kind of knew what the idea was was going to be and obviously you got it but was there any any pressure during that that you thought you know this is this is going to be hard no we were like so excited i think we were we were so excited that we'd only gone to, into the game three two not four two um because that i think that could have made a it made it, it would have made it a little bit more difficult, but I think what we were, were so good at at London Road was the fact that <clears throat> it, we could be four 0 down and still come back and draw four all, or like we could be losing three 0 win five three. Like we, there was never a point when we felt like we were beaten at home, 
And I think going into that game and having a, a, only a one a one goal deficit, it was like it's inevitable. We're gonna we're gonna win this game. Like we, there was such a an air of confidence about the, the boys going into that game um, that it was just it was just like it wasn't kind of like oh like what's gonna happen. It was just like this is gonna happen, and 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 that's how it ultimately finished. Uh, the final, obviously, you scored in the final with a massive deflection. Um, uh, <laughs> were you just at that point thinking, right, okay. I faded it just off his shin pad into the far corner. Yeah, that's, that's why you got the big move. Um, obviously, <laughs> having gone 1-0 up, everyone talks, don't they, about, um, you know, settling down, etc., etc. But we were always the side that wanted to score more goals after. When you scored, was it more of a release of the fact that you you thought the game was over at that point because your celebration with all of the players were, were sort of all doing something individual really I think it was just like what has just happened here because it was a tough game for like as I said I probably should have scored two in the first half um, like with, with the way I was playing that season I should I, I should have done a lot better um, but obviously seven, I think it was 70 odd minutes it was a tough game it was like it could have gone either way um, and it was just a, a battle and obviously for the first goal to go in I think it's like, oh, like relief, like we've gone one up, like we've we've taken the lead, like they, but they just say there was never a point. I don't think with us as a Peter team where it's like right, let's dig in, let's 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 go, let's go defensive now. Like our best form of defence was attack, and and it was like just let's just go at like let's just do what we normally do. And obviously within I think it was like thirty seconds we scored again, and I and I think when you've scored the first one, the, the like the emotion is running high and. Like you, you, you're excited because in your head you're thinking, oh, like we, we're one step closer. And then obviously to score the second, it's it just like, and so quick to score the second, you've had like a high, and then you, you're almost coming down off that high, but then you get another, an even bigger high because you just scored a second, and and such a quick second, and one that is towards the end of the game. So you then kind of like your emotions on what could happen like increase even more. Mm. Um, so you finished on 99. You came back for two loan spells. The first one, I think you played three games and didn't score. Were you, do you look back at that first loan spell and think you're potentially trying too hard to get to 100? Yeah, I was trying too hard and I was, I was nowhere near fit. Like I just, I'd come off a, a um, like that's the season after I think I ruptured my Achilles. So I was way overweight. I'd put way too much like muscle bulk on. Um, I hadn't played hardly any games, um, and yeah, I think I came. I came back, and I was like, I was just expecting to be me of old, and just go straight back into charging around. And and reality wasn't like that. I was, I was definitely, I, was, I felt, I was way off. Like again, as I said, I felt like I felt way too heavy. I put too much bulk on, um, being out for such a long time, and obviously not playing like consistent amount of games. Um, but obviously, when when Peter was available, like all the boys would, would jump at a heartbeat to come back. Everyone loves the club so much with everything that we've been through. Like we we all want to come back. So when it, the 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 loan come up, I, I wanted to to come and and say like help. But it, it wasn't quite how I expected. And then I think the, the manager at Brighton got sacked. So then I obviously got uh, recalled back. And then you came back for a second loan spell. Was was that about? Almost proving that the first loan spell was sort of an uh, 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 inconsequence in the sense that you weren't fit. You wanted to sort of prove that the fans could see you again in, in a better light. And because you scored, I think, five goals in that second loan spell. So you, yeah. you obviously hit the ground running quite quickly. 
Yeah, again, I like, come off another like big injury that like, that the previous season, and like when I was at Luton, they had like Jack Marriott, Isaac Vassell, and Danny Hilton. They were all doing really well, so um, it was it was really tough to get into the team. Um, I needed to play. I wanted to play games. Um, I think it was Grant was a manager mm-hmm. um, at the time. He, he, so and I had a bit of experience. I think the team was, was fairly young, um, so it was kind of like. I don't know whether he kind of brought me too much to play loads of games or to, to help the boys through. Um, but I was in the mindset of I wanted to play. And obviously that 99 had been hanging around for, for, for a while. And it was just a case of like, well, I've got to do, do this. And maybe, I, I, again, I put too much pressure on myself in the first six games, maybe. Um, and again, this, it's like I, I was getting fitter, fitter again. And I, and I, I would come back thinking, right, I'm going to be the, the Craig of old. And again, it wasn't quite like that. My, my body has, has changed. Like I've got to play a different way, a different role of, of football. So uh, maybe like the first six games, I was trying too hard and I was trying to do, do too much and not just focus on what I could actually physically do at the time and just take the pressure off knowing the goal, the, the 100th goal would come. Um, I think that might have probably settled me down a bit. And again, it was a cross, wasn't it? The, the 100th goal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. It was like, there wasn't even any, it, I was just trying to, I think Junior Marais was on the back post and I was just trying to feed it into to the back post so he could he could tap it in. Um, and, and lucky enough, it, it went in. It, it, was, it was a shame that we were losing 2-0 at the time and it, there wasn't much bearing of the, the goal. But obviously to, to get to that to that landmark, um, was, was I was really proud of myself. Yeah, and obviously you scored a few more after that. And I, I guess it, it, it's, it's, it would have been so galling, I guess, to finish your whole Peterborough career on 99 because you'd always be thinking about what if. But now you can look back and say you're in the 100 club, you achieved everything you probably wanted to achieve in terms of the goals that you scored. Um, and there's no real regret about anything. No, no, not, not at all. I, like, I'm, I'm so proud of my time at Peterborough and I'm so blessed that I got the opportunity to, to be there. I had like an amazing time I think three free promotions um, and uh, it was it was just like to to be able to do that in, in your career at, like, at that age of, with all the players at that time it, it was amazing and obviously as I said to you like we we all as players have such amazing love for for the club um, so I, I, I had a a great time at the club as, as I say to reach a hundred as well, if, I, if I'd have gone out on ninety nine, that would have been would have been tough. Um, but even if I did, I still I still would have appreciated and loved love everything that I've done there. The last couple of questions, then. Um, I think obviously I know the answer to probably this one because you complained bitterly about the fact the camera angle was horrendous. But was your favourite goal the goal at Oldham? Um, <clears throat> probably, yeah, I think so. I think left foot volley, they're, they're, they're quite quite rare uh, in, in my uh, my striking vocabulary so uh, probably that that is probably probably the best one I've, I've, sc- I've scored a Peter right I need to go through them to be honest I haven't haven't really watched them all back um, so it'd be interesting to I've go got back plenty, over of, them. plenty of time on my hands then I, I can probably uh, put a catalogue together for yeah. you uh... <laughs> amazing because I know I think my first one was Barry away wasn't it mm-hmm. um, my first league goal and then my last one for the club was Bristol Rovers at home so I know I remember those and but the one there's there's a lot in between that I've, I'd, I'd like to see 
Yeah, all, all deflections and offside from recollection. Um, <laughs> None of them I struck cleanly, I know that. And, and just finally, you, you've talked about Aaron um, as, as a teammate. Well, in terms of the best player you played with during your piece for time over all of those years that you did play, what would be your, your top two? Who, who, would, uh, who would make the, uh, make the cut? Um, you don't have to say that because you know it'll be Mill Moni if you don't. But. Aaron, 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 just for his banter, not for his footballing ability. He was, but like, I'd say like Boydie, obviously Boydie, like throughout our time, was just like he'd glide across a pitch. He could go left foot, right foot. He, he, he could do he could do a lot, and he obviously he played in the Premier League for he played a lot of games in the Premier League. Um, he had he had fantastic ability, and he's 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 a, he's a great guy as well. So that was he's he's definitely one, and and I'd probably like I'd play with so many, but again like Lee Tomlin, Lee Tomlin footballing ability wise was just out of this world. Some of the things he used to do in training. Um, some of the things obviously you see on TV now. The, like, I've seen recently some of his assists that he's he's created. He's got so so much ability. Um, um, I, I'd wish I'd seen him maybe play in the Premier League because I think he's got that that type of ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it just it doesn't happen for everyone. It's a, it, to, to play in the Premier League is is a very very difficult um, difficult thing. But I think I, I would like to see him. Him playing the Premier League, um, but I've, I've been, I was very lucky at the club. We had some some great players all over the pitch. Um, and obviously, a lot of them have gone on to have fantastic careers uh, right at the highest level. So um, it shows what quality we had at, at that stage.